Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, South Bay Spotlight, on May 21st, 2020. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just This segment that. of the South Bay Show is brought to you by Your Actualized Visions. A local advertising agency, Your Actualized Visions offers all your advertising needs under one roof. From logo design, business cards, banners, and signage, to online services such as website design, SEO management, promotional videos, reputation management, and loyalty promotions, you name it and Your Actualized Visions will handle it for you on time and under budget. Built on the needs of their clients, Your Actualized Visions is competitively priced and economical, saving you money and greatly enhancing your bottom line. At Your Actualized Visions, customer service is all local with one point of contact. No more dealing with robo-answering machines, getting the runaround, or speaking to someone in another country. Your Actualized Visions understands your hyper-local advertising needs and focuses on bringing you real clients. They do not buy likes, followers, or fake results. Your campaigns are real, built with real community followers who want to purchase your services and products. The only thing standing in the way of your company's success is you now picking up the phone right now and calling your actualized visions at 310-413-8773. To learn more about what your actualized visions can do for you and your company, visit the website at youractualizedvisions.com. Your Actualized Visions, your dreams today, not someday. I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose, that's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. And, of course, I'm not alone because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie.com and executive producer of the South Bay Show, Jackie Balestra. Hey, Jackie, how are you? I'm I'm well this morning, Joe. Um, I have to point something out. I don't know any, if anybody else has noticed this. I find it very interesting. Around this time every year, call my mood. Do you recall uh, how I'm feeling around this time of year? It, it, it's it's uh, transcendent because you love it when it's you can transition to white. It, 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 would that be around oh, this time? Uh, yes, you know you're you're absolutely right. Memorial Day weekend, I take out all my whites and linens. You're <laughs> absolutely right, but in this case, that is not what I was speaking of. Basically, oh. normally May we have May gray this time of year. You know May gray sure. and June gloom. You know you know how I dread it every year because, quite frankly, it right. depresses me. You know, having right. a month and a half or two months of just constant gray is just depressing. And if, yeah. have you noticed how absolutely gorgeous the weather has been this month? Have, I mean, it's, it has been. Yeah. Go ahead. It has been tremendous. This is the nicest May we have had. I, I, I can't even remember the last time we had a May this nice. You know, I can't even remember. Yeah. You know, Mother yeah. Nature is playing some tricks on us this year. I don't know, Jackie, if you have seen the same reports I've seen on uh, ABC News, but uh, there are reports in uh, Kathmandu that people are, uh, you know, there are still people that are that are planning to climb Everest, and there are people that are planning to visit the environs of Everest, but people are saying from around the world that they've never, ever seen it this clearly. The lack oh, of yeah. pollution is stunning. I bet it is. I bet it is. I no, I had not read that, um, but I, I I can imagine it is, especially that part of the world. China has, you know, Asia. Most parts of Asia has right. have ter- has terrible pollution, um, and yes. and you know, pollution doesn't stick in one spot. You know, it moves around. So I bet it is. Right. I'm going to have to look that up. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. But uh. Uh, yeah, it's just I just I found it interesting because 
when this whole, you know, crisis began, you know, and they're telling us, oh, we're going to be shut down for months. I'm looking at the calendar going, well, May, June, I'm not going to miss much. I was, I'm going to be indoors anyway. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worried about May gray this year, but, but it's beautiful. And all I want to do is be outside. Um, right. Which, you know, that I'm taking the stay at home stuff very, very seriously. I mean, I've gone 12, 14 days without ever leaving the house. You know, I only leave yeah. when I absolutely have to, you know, I, you know, yeah. if I have to go to a store and get something. So, I, you know, I'm taking it all very seriously. But uh, anyway, um, we, we have a big show today. We have a big show today, and I want to get right to it because there's yes. a lot to talk about. Yes, 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 yes. This is, <clears throat> this is the, the one of the most important shows we've had since 2018. Yeah. You know what yeah. happened in 2018, don't you? Yeah. Refresh my memory. Uh, Aurelio Matucci was elected to the Torrance City of Council. It's amazing. Oh. <laughs> but <laughs> Jackie, Jackie, who's our guest today? Okay, our guest this morning is Torrance City Council member Aurelio Matucci. Now, Aurelio was elected to the Torrance City Council last year in 2018. He currently serves as chair of the Transportation Committee and as a member of both the Strategic Plan Committee and Citizen Development and Enrichment Committee. Uh, prior to his council election, he also served as vice chair of the Social Services Commission and as board member of the Torrance Rose Float Association. Aurelio has been an active participant in the community as a Torrance Police Department Neighborhood Watch Captain, founder of the Unified Small Business Alliance, and a board member of New Challenge Ministries, a local food bank. Now, this morning, we're going to discuss how the pandemic is affecting the city of Torrance, in particular, um, specifically the reopening of businesses. And we're also going to, to learn about the Walk for Freedom, which was last, held last Sunday in Torrance. And there were several similar walks held throughout the country. Uh, it's a movement, so we're going to learn all about it. Welcome back to the program, Councilmember Matucci. We're so glad you could join us this morning. Wow, what a, what a, what a great introduction. My God, I feel so honored. <laughs> it's awesome. It's super <laughs> awesome. But, it's uh, my, but yeah, it's thank my you for having me back. Awesome writing skills, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, I mean, just just off the bat, Aurelio, it's been – you know, it was such a a wonderful entrance. Uh, you you hit the ground running when you joined the city council in 2018. You really had a plan of action. You had uh, a mandate from those people that that voted for you. Um, there were lots of big issues. Um, of course, uh, new challenge ministries. I want to uh, ask you about that. But there was there was the the issue with the with the uh, with the coyotes, you were very uh, much involved in that, and lots of things were changing for the better in many many people's eyes. And and then this pandemic hit, and uh, you know that changes you know everything. Um, wh- how can you uh, sort of? Just talk about New Challenge Ministries and your in the beginning of your tenure on the city council, and when the first changes from uh, COVID nineteen hit. Tell us about that. How that was that transition. Okay. From yeah. The well, thank you. Yeah, New Challenge Ministries. I've been part of uh, their organization for a few years now. Um, they've uh, they've been helping out a lot, especially now. I think uh, the mm. amount of people that we are helping has pretty much doubled, possibly even tripled. We're too busy that we can't even keep uh, count. But keep in, keep in mind, we're a small, uh, really a small nonprofit. Uh, we only have one paid uh, member uh, in the whole organization. The rest are volunteers, which is, shows you how awesome people are. And uh, we help feed and clothe over 300,000 people a year. Just that one little tiny uh, nonprofit. So there's a lot of giving people, a lot of generous people, a lot of loving people, and and uh, I'm really truly honored to be part of that. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So so but, many you know, different... as far as uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go on, go on, please. No, no, I was just going to say about um, uh, Torrance, and you know we're 
we we we've been hit uh, on March first with a cyber attack that pretty much crippled us, um, and it was a uh, ransomware uh, attack. So, you know, so March first of 2020, that that was our first punch. That was a uppercut right to the chin, and um, it really really literally put us on our knees. But uh, uh, we got back up, got hit by a second uh, second wave, uh, which is a uh, uh, shutdown. Was it March 18th? Uh, that was another big hit. And uh, but you know we're we're trucking through it. Uh, there's a lot of plans that are being put on the table, and uh, some actions that we're taking as a city that uh, will hopefully help our residents and businesses, especially our businesses are suffering greatly. That's for sure. Mm. There, there has been, you know, a great deal of of. Uh, I mean, obviously, the news at one point every day, all day, was all about the virus and the, and and the recovery and the and the 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 uh, death toll. But now we're 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 covering that news and also covering uh, uh, businesses opening up. Tell us a little bit about how that process is working in Torrance and how the city, what's the prognosis for the city recovering from, this is, doesn't just affect the small businesses, but it affects all the tax revenue from those small businesses. Sales taxes must have dropped you know, 80% for a period of time. Uh, that's correct. You know, a lot of, a lot of the revenue that Torrance gets is from sales tax business revenue. Uh, unlike mm-hmm. other, you know, I don't want to call them sleeper cities, but cities that have more uh, of the um, property tax revenue versus the mm-hmm. retail sales tax revenue that's part of their general budget. So Torrance, uh, you know, fortunately and unfortunately, because, you know, when we get hit with stuff like this, uh, we truly feel it in our pocketbook like, um, yeah, right now we're looking at some having to do some major cuts in our budget. I'm hoping it's temporary, but uh, it's going to take some time to recover from this. Some of the some of the damage that we're doing to our business community is permanent. But uh, you know, we are America, we are Torrance, and uh, we're going to get through this one way or another. Uh, we do we do take a lot of things into consideration, and uh, uh, one of them is our numbers. Uh, we're relatively low on cases and you know of course cases are clearly uh directly attached to how many people you've actually tested uh, i think we're about mm. 345 cases in torrance uh unfortunately there was 43 deaths in torrance uh, uh, based on the, st- the statistics that we get pretty much on a daily basis um of mm. which 39 of them were in senior care centers uh, oh, which boy. you know th- that's yeah, uh, unfortunately, you know, we, we, we have a situation that's pretty much uh, widespread nationwide is that seniors and senior care centers are, have become a huge target of this, uh, of this virus. And uh, I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping uh, both on the federal, state, and uh, local level that we can do whatever we can to help these centers um, not, not just cope with the changes, but uh, maybe put some put some processes in place that were that would really protect the uh, the residents there in the future as well. You know, some permanent changes, let's put it that way, you know, permanent changes. Uh, Aurelio, I I have a I have a a question big 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 picture question. Was the city of Torrance did the city of Torrance have a plan for this kind of situation? Um Maybe not necessarily a pandemic where we voluntarily shut everything down, but even, say, a massive earthquake where there was no business being done. Did the city have any kind of a, a, a plan in place for this eventuality where, where you know, it's just, it's just it's such, it's such big picture stuff. Uh, did the city ever plan for a day when they were going to lose 80% of their the income they generate from from taxpayers and businesses. Uh, absolutely, I mean there, there there is a plan. 
the head of uh, that emergency task force is our is our assistant city manager Aram Shaparian. I got to give him props. He's he's really doing a fabulous job at uh, organizing our, our. You know, we're we we do it in different stages. Uh, of course, you know, I would I would call this you know code red, right? Because we have a situation. Right. You know, even though people aren't just dropping like flies, uh, we do have we do have an emergency at hand. Um, yes, we, we we did plan. You know, nobody nobody can truly hundred percent plan for this because this is this is something relatively new. Uh, most of our planning was based on, uh, on um, natural disasters such as earthquakes and um, huge, you know, storms and flooding. Uh, most of Torrance, um, most of Torrance is in a you know flood area, and um, we do have some problems. We do have some problems. We've had some problems in the past. Uh, with that, but yeah, no, nobody can truly, truly 100% uh, be prepared for this. But again, you know, we've been doing a lot. I, we do have our our um, our Torrance Cares program. We've been helping out some of the uh, uh, seniors with deliveries of uh, groceries. I think, you know, at first I was kind of torn about you know the city getting involved with that, especially because there's private sector companies doing it. But uh, it turns out these private sector companies were overwhelmed. And, and having trouble delivering uh, groceries to uh, seniors and people uh, that were homebound. So, you know, we stepped in. Uh, we delivered, uh, I believe, over, I think, over 1,200 meals or 1,200 uh, grocery uh, deliveries. Uh, we charged. Of course, we had to charge for it. We, you know, we couldn't just comp it. But we did comp quite a bit of them for people that couldn't afford it, you know. So, um, you know, those are kind of the things that we've done. But, um one of the one of the things that we're working on now is uh, trying to get LA County to reopen on an expedited on an expedited uh, uh, schedule versus what they presented and keep on extending. Uh, I've called for a special meeting for next Tuesday. We were supposed to be dark, uh, but we are uh, going to meet. I thought it was kind of a, a really you know it's one of those times that we can't be taking any time off. Quite honestly, I, I'd meet. I'd meet once a day if we can actually expedite what we need to do to reopen our businesses and, and make sure we do it the right way. You know, there is a balance here. You know, some people don't want to wear masks at all. Some people don't want to do the social distancing. Uh, but I think it's worked. Uh, we've done this now for a couple months, a uh, little over a couple months, and uh, we've flattened the curve, as they say. Um, there might be a second wave. There may be not. might be not as strong. Uh, but whatever the case is, we can't shut down the economy forever uh, for fear of a uh, of a virus. We have to kind of, in a way, I know it sounds ironic, but live through this, you know. And uh, yeah. the uh, death toll is very, very sad. But, you know, we, we have to look at the, you know, people keep on telling me, Aurelia, look at the science. Well, I'm looking at the science, but I'm also looking at the data. You know, we're yeah. in California, we're over 41 million people with 3,436 deaths, uh, unfortunately, you know, those are family members, those are loved ones, brothers, sisters. Uh, it's very sad, very sad uh, situation. But the uh, the toll that we're going to have on our economy, and it's not about money. You know, people keep on saying, uh, you know, that anybody that wants to reopen uh, supposedly prematurely is uh, greedy and that's all they're about money. Uh, no, this is about livelihood. Uh, it's about you know the um, the unemployment, the forever unemployment. Because when I when I when I speak about unemployment, we're talking about you know possibly millions millions of people of not going back to a job because that job's not there anymore. Um, live, mm-hmm. People's livelihood, uh, people's homes will be lost. People's uh, apartments, their rental houses will be lost. I mean, we have to take things in cons- into consideration and and also look at things into perspective. Um, you know, 3,436 people out of, out of a 41 million people in California. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, I think I think it's time to reopen our economy, do it the safe way. Uh, let's not you know jump into you know uh, hey let's go back to normal. This is not normal, and I also don't like to use the term new normal. Uh, there is no yeah. such mm-hmm. thing, in my opinion, as, as right. a new normal. You know, we can go back to normal. Okay, especially once the vaccine is wide, widespread and whoever wants to take it. That's another subject, by the way, the, the whole thing that 
government telling people that they have to take the vaccine. Uh, I think mm-hmm. you know we still should have some civil liberties of not taking it if you choose not to. But anyway, that's a different discussion. Uh, but you yeah, know, we are doing some things in Torrance. Yeah. You know, I, I, I have been saying this from day one when I saw just how serious this was. Um, I've been saying that this is a learning experience for us. We have never in the history of man experienced anything like this. Yes, there have been pandemics. Yes, there have been plagues. But in the past, we've never had the technology, the communications, or the science and medicine to deal with it the way we're dealing with it today. All right? So I've always said it's a learning experience similar to 9-11 and Katrina because we were not prepared for either of those Yes, we had plans in place for terrorism. Yes, we had sort of plans in place for big storms. But after those two literally life-altering events, plans were made. And now, now after Katrina, every major storm that comes through, everybody is ready. You know, there are boots on the ground, there are trailers, FEMA's there, there's local, state, federal. When they see a storm or a hurricane or whatever, they are ready. So we took that lesson and we learned from it, which is we're going to do that with this. It's going to happen with this pandemic as well, because there are 50 different states and however many counties within each of those states doing things differently. And we're going to learn what worked and what didn't work. So going forward, when the next pandemic rolls around, and there will be another one, we'll be much better prepared for it, right? So, Absolutely. you know, with, uh, I, yeah, I totally believe that. Um, but but let's, let's I, I'm really curious. It, it, this, you, Aurelio, you know that I, I, I deal with every local city government. I, you know, I deal with all the local city councils from all the, you know, all the cities in the South Bay. And I get all of their, you know, their alerts and press releases. And so I, I keep up to date on, on how each city is, is dealing with this. And one of the things that... You, 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 you I, guys I, are the center of the universe. That's for sure. The South Bay is the universe. You guys are the center of it. That's for sure. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I don't know that I want to be, but um, you know. But so I see. I see how people are dealing with things, and doing what I do with my website. You know, I'm always looking three or four months into the future. Um, you know, I, because of events and stuff. You know, so I'm dealing with things that are going to happen three, four months in the future. So I'm always looking ahead. You know, I, I have to I have to ramp up, you know, for the big holidays and certain times of years when, when things get really crazy. But it's interesting to me how so many cities, like one city in particular, just started talking about the 4th of July at this week's city council meeting. They just started talking about what are we going to do on the 4th of July. I was thinking about that 10 weeks ago when this started. You know, are there going to be fireworks? Are the beaches going to be open? You know, it's the biggest holiday in this country. And to, to, to me, that they're literally just talking about this now, you know, not planning ahead, not thinking forward, you know. So, so how far out is Torrance looking at the situation and, and, and the effects it's going to have on us for how far out? Well, you know, our um... – our finance department, city managers, and working with all the different departments, uh, we're putting together a plan that goes out literally like a few years. Um, a lot of the, unfortunately, you know, we we obviously had to cancel the Armed Forces Day Parade. It's the first time since it started that we have to cancel it. I think, yeah. oh my gosh. I mean, uh, you know, we, we, you know, there's a, a, a lot of... There's a lot of things that, you know, we may have to do that maybe people aren't going to be too happy with, you know, such as maybe the fireworks show as well. Uh, that's probably going to be on the chopping block. I mean, obviously our cost, uh, you know, if we're asking departments such as, let's say, public works to uh, cut their budget, you know, you know, give us, uh, you know, give us some budget cuts and then we go ahead and do something that, some people might think is, uh, well, is it more important than keeping a couple of people working, um, you know, such as a fireworks show or, or other things that we might do that are more recreational than anything else. Um, 
you know, I take the 4th of July very seriously. I think 4th of July is, in my opinion, uh, probably not one of those things that I'd like to personally cut, but I understand, you know, that uh, we do need to take some uh, some uh, some measures. Uh, we have a huge multi-million dollar uh, deficit that we're dealing with. And uh, like I said earlier, I hope it's uh, short term. I hope we can recuperate uh, sooner than later. Uh, but I, I think this is going to probably drag out for a couple of years as far as the budget cuts uh, that we oh, have to yeah. deal with. But, oh, yeah. absolutely. No, no, you know, no, I've, I, in my mind, I think any large gatherings are going to be canceled until next year. I mean, I, 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 I really don't believe there should be any, any large gatherings. You know, they, they, sports may come back, but they're not going to necessarily have the, the sta- people in the stands or, you know, they'll socially distance them in the stands or something like that. But any large gathering. So I figured right away that there would be no 4th of July fireworks anyplace because that's where just, you know, hundreds of thousands of people gather. Um, I, no, I, I, I knew right from the start, you know, I had a feeling that it, it, it wasn't going to happen this year. And of course, everybody has to understand that my bigger issue was with the County, uh, last week or 10 days ago, the County had announced, they said they will most likely extend this for another three months, meaning we were going to be stay at home orders through August. And I immediately thought they did extend it. Yeah. Yeah. I immediately said to myself, if they do that, it, it you know, there there's going to be literally riots in the street. There there's going to be civil unrest. I've said this repeatedly. You cannot tell people that they can't go to the beach on the Fourth of July. You know, they were talking about keeping everything shut down, keeping beaches closed, whatever. Through the there was an article that uh, was in one of our local. Uh, I think it might have been the Daily Breed. But they, they, the spokesperson for the uh, L.A. County, they were saying, well, the beaches should be open for Memorial Day weekend, but they'll probably be closed for the 4th. And I was thinking, if they open up the beaches and people go in and then they decide to shut it down on the 4th of July, how on earth are they going to enforce that? Mm-hmm. You know, I just – Well, I was at the beach yesterday. They charged it around. Yeah. I was at the beach yesterday. And, um, you know, how can you go there with – I had my kids eight years old. How can you be in the water and you not be in the water and, and continue walking around and, and running and you can't stop on the beach? I mean, it's just absurd. Some of the stuff that they're they're coming up with and, uh, you know, I think our, our mayor keeps on mentioning, you know, well, you know, you get a lot more accomplished by diplomacy and talking. But when they come up with some, some of the stuff that they're coming up with, uh, both from the state and the county level, it makes you think that they're so – out of touch with reality that, you know, I, yeah. I'm sure that Dr. Dr. Ferrer, uh, head of LA County health, I don't think she's been to the beach in 50 years. I mean, obviously she doesn't yeah. know how people go to the beach. You need a beach bag, you need towels. You need to, if you go in the water and it's windy and it's chilly, you want to dry out by laying out and, 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 and in, in the order from LA County, I'll keep on walking, keep on moving, keep on moving, go, 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 chop, chop, chop. I mean, who does that? And when I was there, we put our towel down. We're watching our kids playing in the water. The closest person was probably maybe 70 feet away from me. I mean, gosh, and, and you get a nice breeze, you know, clean air coming, you know, clean, whatever. You know, it's, I don't know. I mean, some of the stuff, they're so out of touch. And, and uh, we, we need to start pushing back as cities. And I, and I really appreciate what Manhattan Beach is doing. Uh, they took a little bit of a stronger stance than we have, but you know the best is yet to come in Torrance because uh, we're fighting back. I have a few fellow council members that are on the same page as I am, and I and I really truly appreciate that because we need to fight for the people that we represent. And um, I just think it's, you know, I, I just think it's a it's it's a shame that uh, some some of the people in power above us. Um, aren't really taking into consideration a lot of things. You know, Dr. Ferrer um, costing the taxpayers $553,000 a year, um, you know, and that's great. You know, hey, you know, she wants to make that kind of money. She's offered that kind of money. That's great. Uh, but there's hundreds of thousands of people just in, the, in, the, in California that are losing, losing their jobs, possibly permanently, 
they're bringing home an average of $45,000 a month, and they're dictating that we can't even go to the beach and lay out. Come on. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, oh, no. And then the beach is open, but the, the parking lot's closed. It just doesn't make any sense. You can tell just from mm-hmm. some of the decisions that they don't think these things through. They don't no, think these no. things through. They, it's, it's almost like a power trip. It's a power trip. You know, got really to really do this. Yeah. I mean, a mask at the beach? Come on. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. But but Dr. Ferrer walked that back this week. Um, I saw on the news that she walked it back, and they're going to – they said they want to have everything open by the 4th of July. And and, and they were, they were yeah, claiming that – Yeah, but 4th of July is light years away when you've got no, zero I mean, income, you lost your job, you can't pay the rent or the mortgage, and you're having a hard time scraping enough pennies to go buy some food for your family. You know, meanwhile, no, she gets out of deposit know. every two weeks of over $20,000. It's easy for people to talk, you know? It's easy for people yeah. to talk to have that income, you know? Yeah, no, it's absolutely. Easy. But it, it was interesting because they were quoted as saying, you know, uh, the reason to try and get things open by July 4th is fatigue and frustration and uh, in addition to everything you just said. Um, but I think that they find, somebody finally in one of those meetings said you can't, you can't not let people gather on the 4th of July. You know, I, you know, as I said, there'll be civil unrest and there, and, and it'll be every place. So, um, but, so I was glad to hear that, that they, they, they want to have everything open by that date, but, uh, but you know said, what they do, you know, you know what they do. They punch, they punch you in the nose. They punch you in the nose, then apologize for it. But hey, you still punch me in the nose. You know what I'm saying? I mean, to me, what, what is what I think what's happening? In my my personal opinion, what's happening is that the virus is real, but the the process of what they're doing to our economy is not. Okay, what I'm saying mm-hmm. is that this shutdown is more about. It's more political than it is factual. Okay, because there's, oh, there's yeah. no, you, you can't tell me that I could be in the meat aisle at Costco with 500 people in the meat aisle, okay? Nobody's social distancing because you can't even get your cart through there, okay? And then the, the shop down the street that has maybe three employees can't open because they're deemed non-essential. That's one thing that I really really gets to me is that any worker or any business has ever deemed non-essential. The only people that are non-essential is the people making those statements. Those are non-essential. Yeah. We don't need people yeah. like that. We, every worker, every business is essential. And I, and I personally believe that every business should be open equally across the board. Just do your social distancing, do your face masks, do whatever you need to do, uh, but you can't shut people down. I'm sorry. This, mm-hmm. You know, this is America. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we can't we can't take away people's livelihood, especially the government. The government yeah. taking away people's livelihood. I mean, this this is it. And, you know, I don't know if you want to jump into the the Freedom Walk. I organized the Freedom Walk in four days. We had over 300 people there. The TPD Torrance Police Department estimated about 250 or more, but we counted 320 people. At 12:30 p.m., I had four. I had four people on four corners counting people. Okay, my point is, people are fed up, and we're we were on the street. That was a peaceful, a peaceful demonstration and support for our workers and businesses that have been shut down and sent home. That's why we were out there, and you know, Aurelio, it's just Aurelio. Shame. Some of the comments that I've seen online are just disgusting. Aurelio, the the only thing I. I... I, I, I just would ask that you tell us what you really think. Can you do that? <laughs> well, that's one thing that one, one thing that the public will always know that if it comes out of my mouth, they may not agree with it, but it's what I'm exactly what I'm thinking. I don't sugarcoat it, and I'm, I might be rough so, around the edges, but they will get so the truth we, from me. The truth of what, what I believe is the truth. What are we going to do? What are we going to do now, Rulio? Just just take us through what you're hearing now on the city council about how businesses are going to open, how soon that's going to happen, inference, and can you give us some of the insight that you've heard in meetings about the numbers uh, in Torrance, people unemployed, people on unemployment, what's going on? 
Give me, give me some numbers. Well, we, yeah, we don't have the numbers yet. I, I talked to the uh, president of the Torrance Chamber of Commerce, the Torrance Area Chamber of Commerce, which has uh, they they have a a lot of uh, big business and a lot of small businesses that are part of it. Uh, they're 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 estimating a quarter of the businesses, uh, at least in the in the retail and uh, food industry, uh, may not survive at all. You know and. Uh, the uh, the United States Chamber of Commerce, uh, those numbers don't look too too good. Those numbers don't look too good. And every day that goes by, those numbers are going to get worse. That's based on the estimates now. Now, mm-hmm. and and imagine just because we reopen, it doesn't mean that these businesses will survive. The amount of debt that's being accumulated, just both on a personal and business aspect, may never be repaid. See, that's, what, mm-hmm. that's one thing that we, we're not taking into consideration, that if we were to open today, right now, boom, flip the switch, everybody back to work, we still would have lost millions of jobs, millions of jobs. And you can't take unemployment benefits for life. So what are, what's going to happen eight months from now, 12 months from now, or a year and a half from now, when all these businesses start dropping like flies because they just can't catch up? Then what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. The damage is, is already done, but every day that goes by is just going to get worse, progressively worse. And I'll tell you one thing. If we don't get back to work, we're not going to have a job to go back to soon. That's, that's just how it is. And a lot of people have already been told me I've been laid off, and I'm not going back because I'm, I'm 59 years old or 40-some-odd you know, years, years with the company. They retired me. Then what? Mm-hmm. Then what? Mm-hmm. What's when, gonna when, happen? When, you know? mm-hmm. What have you heard? What have you heard about commercial real estate? We talk about these businesses, and we talk about these businesses suffering, you know, difficulties, opening, reopening, whatever. But these businesses pay mortgages and these or rent, and these businesses pay rent to commercial uh, real estate companies. What about commercial real estate? Have you have you heard what's going on? with the landlords uh, in, oh, in the city of Torrance. Well, I mean, well, Jackie, you can uh, chime I, in there after. Yeah, after I mean, I, I've been, look, I've been, I, I've been doing commercial real estate pretty much my whole adult life. And mm-hmm. I can tell you this, that's actually my business. That's what I do for a living. Uh, we've been seeing a lot, of, uh, a lot of tenants not being able to pay, obviously. Uh, a lot of them are closed yeah. down. Uh, a few of them yeah. have received a PPP uh, uh, programs, but if you don't have the employees having, even if you have the employees coming back and you don't have the business, what do you do? What do you do? You're, you're mm. not going to have the revenue to pay those loans back. Even if they get, let's say, forgiven, you're still going to have a, a certain percentage of, of, uh, of uh, work loss. Okay, I mean, because let's face it, people can't spend money if they're not making it, right? So if you have a certain mm-hmm. sector of the society, say 10% that have lost their job, which is a very low estimate, uh, you're going to have most likely 10% less of business. That's right off the bat. Then if you're a, let's say, you know, massage place or, uh, you know, places that, that you would go just more for, you know, like getting your nails done, your salon. hair, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Salon, yeah. Uh, what's going to happen there? They're going to be struggling probably the most. The sit-down restaurants, the, the fancy sit-down restaurants, uh, we're probably looking at about a third of those are going to be shut down which is going to be millions and millions of jobs just in that sector, mm-hmm. just in that sector, not to mention the loss of revenue for the uh, property owners, you know, because you know, now you have big vacant pla- places that probably won't be filled for, for years. I have, so, I, mean, I, have an, I have an interesting, uh, I, I saw this, I've seen this on social media a couple of times. Uh, some of the people I know, some of the people I don't know, but it's an interesting conundrum. This one woman <clears throat> who has a small local business, she got the PPE, which is the payment a paycheck protection thing. She mm-hmm. got it, mm-hmm. but, her, but her business wasn't allowed to open and isn't going to be allowed to open, you know, for another, what, six, eight weeks. So she has to pay that back. She's using the money to pay rent, but it, it's only forgiven if you continue paying your, your employees, but you can't employees. pay your employees yeah. because they're not, they're not working. I know. Working, I know. Trust me, I know. It's, 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 it's a vicious circle. It, 
so so she said it's not going to be forgiven. I'm going to have to pay it back. And as you said, everybody is getting deeper and deeper in the hole. Uh, I already yeah. personally, I know four friends that that are done. They're done. They can't afford to pay the mm-hmm. rent. They can't afford. They can't afford to hold out. Uh, one of them said to me, "I could take some money out of my four hundred one k to continue paying rent." She's, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to. You know, it's 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 awful. It's just terrible what's happening out there. Right. Yeah. None of this was well thought out. None of this was well thought out. You know, I think Look, that there's, a, there's you know, a risk. Life there there's risks in lives. Okay, so. Uh, we have to balance out the, the risk. I mean, we got alcoholism, uh, drug abuse, we have suicides. Oh, yeah. All these are going up, according, especially uh, according on a nationwide level. You know, some areas mm-hmm. might be a little bit more depressed and oppressed than others, uh, but we're, we're seeing that here. We're seeing that even here, here in the South Bay, and a huge increase. And, you know, the, what, what are the long-term effects there? You know, you can't make mm-hmm. the cure more dangerous than the virus itself, you know? And I'm yeah. like, I believe COVID-19 is real. People are dying. It's real. But are we going mm-hmm. to destroy millions of lives, their livelihood, their ability to go to college, their ability to do a lot of things to, to, to do what? I mean, people die of car crashes. Are we going to eliminate cars? <clears throat> the motorcycles are very dangerous. Are we going to eliminate, you know, and people say, well, that's a stupid argument. No, it is, it's an argument because more people died in California uh, of uh, car crashes than COVID-19. And people mm-hmm. say, well, yeah. you know, this is over a period of three months. Okay, well, three months, one year, to me, it doesn't make a difference. You've got to look at the data, right? Of course, this is, the virus is not going to be here. It's not going to be a problem, in my opinion, after November 4th, okay? It's become mm-hmm. so politicized that it's disgusting, what, what's the co- what's going to be the financial cost? Trillions and trillions of dollars for America, millions of dollars for just our city, hundreds of yeah. millions for the South Bay. Then for yeah. what at the end? For what? Well, another another. What are we point, trying to prove here? Another point is, you know, again, something I've been I've been saying again from the beginning is the decisions cannot come from the top down because those decisions assume every community is the same and they're not. And one great example of that is, you know, the South Bay as a region has, we have not had the surges at the hospitals. We like they're experiencing in other parts of the state or country. And Mm -hmm. I literally, I, I have a contact over at Torrance Memorial that sends me, updates and, and meeting notes and, and videos of the doctors. Nurses are being saying, furloughed. Yeah, they're, they're begging they're, people they're, to come in. They had a surgeon in all of his gear standing in front of the emergency room saying, we're open, you know, come in, get your kids vaccines, have your, you know, they, they want people to come. And, and people are, sta- you know, sta- well, the state said no electric, elective surgeries, you know, and other people are just afraid to go. But we have not been hit like that. You know, so why is the is the state making rules for our community that isn't as impacted as other communities? That doesn't make any well, sense. Well, they're looking at L.A. County as a whole, and L.A. Yeah, County, not. if you go into the high density, we're we're not all the same. You're absolutely right. We are not all the same, and every community should should uh, be able to to fend for themselves. You know, I mean, look, yeah. of course, you know, if it was truly. Uh, a pandemic to where, like, you know, one in two people are just dropping dead in front of us. I, I get it. Let's take some, you know, really, really, you know, really strong measures, okay? I get it. But that's not the case, okay? So it could have been. I, I agree. Look, what we did initially in March, I think was great. You know, maybe it was too late, maybe it's too early, whatever. You know, there's always people arguing both sides. We did it, okay? We played cool. They told us two weeks, then it became four weeks, then it became eight weeks. Now it's becoming a few months. July? Are you kidding me? July 4th? What happened on July 4th, historically? You actually think that people are just going to sit on their hands? July 4th is probably one of the most patriotic <laughs> events in, in, in the whole world, okay? And right. you're going to tell people they can't sit on the beach? 
I mean, I'm telling you, Jack, Jackie and Joe, uh, yeah. if they don't get their act together, they being the government, there is going to be a revolt. Okay, because so yeah. far it's been very peaceful. But you take away people's food out of their kids' mouths, people will hit the streets. I'm telling you. People yeah. will hit the streets. Yeah. Enough is enough. Listen. There's a thing, a little, a little little document called the U.S. Constitution. Now, people like roll their eyes when I mention it, but you know what? That's the foundation of our country. And yeah. you start chipping away at our constitutional rights. I was told by, I'm not even going to say uh, the name, but I'll just say a fellow council member that my, my uh, 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 freedom walk was illegal. Illegal. Hmm. You know what the... <laughs> Illegal. That means I broke a law. Okay. You get if you if you actually read the First Amendment, if you actually read the First Amendment, there is no illegal peaceful protest. There's no such thing as an illegal peaceful protest. And this whole social distancing thing, in my opinion, is not enforceable when you're protesting the social distancing aspect of those those rules, those orders. It's not even a law. It's an order. <laughs> That's a good okay. point. So that's, you can't tell point. people that you can't protest. You can't protest government. That's what you're saying. That only happens in socialist and communist countries. You can't protest mm-hmm. government decisions. What country are we in? We're in America. Yeah. We, we get to we get to uh, disagree with the government and not be put against the wall. We get to do you know, that, and we get to do it peacefully. I'm not saying going into the streets and burn, burn cars. That's, to me, that's, that, that's unheard of. That's not the American way. The American way is to peacefully protest on a, on a sidewalk, show your colors, bring out your signs. You don't have to hit anybody on the head with it, okay? But I don't want any government telling me that I can't protest the government. Why not? Yeah, it's no, that, you're it's right. It's constitution. It's in our constitution. And for anybody, anybody to say that a peaceful protest is illegal, they should be removed from office, period. They should be, because they took an oath to protect and uphold the constitution. They should be re- immediately removed from office. Can I? I'm not going to say it. All right. Oh, no, that's all right. But I wanted to ask you, as the founder of the USBA, um, because you, you've got a you've got a huge membership there. What are you are What are you hearing from them? Because unified well, what I'm small, from them. unified business associates, small businesses, and they're right in our in our neighborhood. So, what are you hearing from them? Well, what I'm hearing from them is a bounce back uh, email because a lot of people are out of business. That's what I've been hearing from oh. them. I've been getting, yeah, I've been getting probably like 10% bounce backs, which I never, ever had in the past. Never had in the past. It's, it's sad that government, our own government, had to take it this far, okay? We've never shut down the economy over a virus, which mm-hmm. leads me to believe that this has become so political, so political that they're willing that they're willing to take down a whole nation to try to take down one president. I think that, that I, you know, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist, but all the cards are aligning. All the planets are aligning. The cards are on the table, okay? Open our economy, okay? Mm-hmm. We'll fix the virus. We'll take, our, we'll take our, our mask and social distancing and hand sanitizers, but don't shut us down. People want to work. They want to earn a living. They don't want to be given checks in the mail and waiting at the, at the food banks. We get hundreds of people lined up waiting for free food because they can't afford food. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what's frustrating about this. These are perfectly healthy people that are being quarantined. Perfectly healthy people. Working and I, people. I heard, They've lost their I heard I, I've also heard that um, I, I've been listening to different scientists, you know, not conferences with the ones on the federal level, but I've been listening to a bunch of reading interviews and watching interviews with a bunch of different um, doctors and scientists. And one of the things I think across the board they agree with is that you need to get the kids back into school because if you look at the data, at the science, children, they said it's, it's, it's 
pretty much zero. It's not exactly zero, but it's like point zero 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 one percent of of, of yeah. children are affected by this by this pan, by this virus. And mm-hmm. you know, and and I think they all agree with that. You know, they're looking at the same numbers. So so getting getting kids back to school, I, I think is 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 so important. You know, I I I don't have children, but I I feel for these poor parents that are trying to homeschool their kids. Um, you know, yeah. When, when I was growing well, up, well, how, how are you supposed my, to go back my, to work anyways? Well, <laughs> if yeah. If you got yeah. you know, young kids like I do at home, yeah. How are you supposed to get back yeah. to work if you? I mean, what do you do? What do you yeah. do? Yeah, and but it's interesting. When I was a kid growing up, my parents didn't understand the stuff I was learning, say math and algebra and all that stuff. And I remember my sisters with their younger kids trying to help them with their homework. And then today you've got this whole common core thing that none of us learned growing up. So how on earth are yeah. they supposed to help their kids? Um, yeah, no, it's just uh, pulling, closing the schools is just and, and what they put well, the there, kids there, through. There's, yeah, there's an argument. There's an argument that the kids get infected. They take it back and kill off grandpa. I get that. But that's okay. What, that's but what, what do you do? Anyway. Because because that, because grandpa's vulnerable, then everybody else has to be shut down and sent home. No, you well, quarantine ha- grandpa. That's what happened. You quarantine is grandpa. Everybody, everybody you know? came home. Uh, Every that's what, exactly what happened. All the kids came home from school. People came home from working abroad or whatever, and everybody stuck in house spreading germs. You know, that's exactly yeah. what happened. It was. It was. It's worse. We, we and almost, the mental health you know, of these the kids yeah. and the people that are. Literally, like months, months, and you said yourself, like fourteen days uh, in self quarantine. I mean, I mean, uh, you, you start going stir crazy, you know. I mean, I, I have to go to uh, to uh, city hall. Okay, I, I mean, I could, could hypothetically work from here, but I need to be at city hall. I need to be able to walk into the city attorney's office, city manager's office, and have a face to face with uh, with them, especially during these times. Okay. But there's people that have lost literally everything, everything, all hope. And these aren't, you know, young people that can just bounce right back. So Mm -hmm. we're stripping away so much at what cost, okay, at what cost? And what exactly are we trying to protect? The most vulnerable? Let's do it. Let's let's protect the most vulnerable. Let's give – let's put the funds and efforts to protecting the elderly, protecting the uh, vulnerable, the ones that have – uh, uh, pre- predetermined conditions, health uh, con- concerns. Let's put our money. Let's put our money and efforts into protecting those individuals. Give them a check yeah. every week. So you know what? Stay home. Here's a check. We'll help you pay your rent. We'll help you pay your mortgage. Not a problem because you're part of that sector uh, that is at a high risk. Okay, but if you're 28 year old healthy and you're being quarantined and you just lost your job. At uh, you know, let's say Honda, I find a problem with that. I find a problem with that because why are we putting perfectly healthy people in quarantine? Why are I we think allowing that's gonna be... uh, perfectly healthy people to lose their jobs, their homes? I think they're losing their I homes. Think... People are losing everything they worked for in the, in a, in, a, in just over the last three months. No, you're they're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Next time. You know, we saw in, in some places like Florida where they immediately, the first thing they did, they brought in the National Guard to help out at, at the nursing homes and, and the long-term care facilities. They, they, they immediately did that. They, they knew yeah. right away. And that we saw the really results. Was, there, they have, yeah. and, and yes, yes. Unlike what happened in New York where they actually sent COVID patients to nursing homes because the hospitals were overloaded. And that was the other point I wanted to make before. Every place is not New York City, all right? I know New York City. No, like every place is not New York City. University. And, you know, yeah. I'm a big proponent of no more high density. I'm against high yeah. density projects completely right yeah. off the bat. You can bet your butt on it. I, I, I will not even consider high density, especially now. Most of the problems we've had, high density, higher crime, higher death rate. Higher everything, higher pollution. Let's spread more people traffic. out. We got America is, is yeah more traffic. Come on, spread people out. Yeah. I, spread people oh, out. Aurelio, you know, that's what I love about Torrance, single family neighborhoods. Let's do it. Aure- that's how people Aurelio, should live with a little bit of yard and a barbecue. My God. 
Aurelio, I didn't know I could bet my butt. I'm going to try that next time. <laughs> I didn't know I could bet my butt. I'm, gonna, I'm totally going to try that. I'm totally going to try that. Um, <laughs> I don't want to go there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, but anyway, no, we, we always enjoy having you on because you do tell it like it is. You're not going to tiptoe. Uh, around around oh. the subject, um, and I think I think I really believe that, you know, again, these decisions need to be made within each individual community. Um, you can't have a federal p- person from the federal government, or even the state government, or even the county government, telling individual cities what they can do. Uh, it, it, that has to change, you know, it, it completely. Um, I know that you know people were glad that the president gave the power to the to the governors but the governor shouldn't even have that power and another thing i learned which I, well i kind of knew it but it brought it to the forefront is that governors don't make laws they do, they don't have the power to make law, laws so That's all correct. of these things that they're doing is they're they're put they're sending down orders or mandates or stuff laws and i was watching an attorney on uh, on tv the other day talking about this and they were asking about um Another big issue, it's already an issue, is these COVID-19 based lawsuits and liability for employers, um, you know, and, and so, so they're, they're, this just this, – these measures have just caused so many issues. It affects every single thing. Um, well, that's what legislature needs to be sitting down with is protecting employers. You know, you can't – first of all, how are you going to prove where you got COVID-19? Seriously. I mean, it's yeah. really hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not. Really it's not going to be possible. It could be. It could be a. You know, it could be at a restroom at a gas station. You got. It. I mean, don't. You know. Yeah, you don't know. But this much. attorney was also saying they were asking about people that get fined. Like again, they're not laws because the governors can't make the law. But when the governor tells you you can't go to the beach and you decide to go to the beach and they ticket you. Or they, the governor tells you, or, or you can't open you. It. In some cases, they or, arrest you for going to the beach. Right. But yet, they're, they're right. letting out hundreds, thousands of uh, <laughs> criminals onto the streets, and you're arresting somebody for going to the beach, or you know, know. or doing a haircut for their friend at, at their salon, and they're shutting them down, turning off the it, water and gas utilities at a, a places. I mean, that's that's worse than communist China. I'm sorry, that's worse than I, communist I, I, China. I think it's terrible. Turning off utilities I, hear, that somebody wants to take care of their families. For, yeah. Well, it was interesting. Um, this attorney had an interesting take, and he was explaining about the fact that these aren't laws. So you may get ticketed for opening a business or going to the beach or going, doing something you're not supposed to. He said, and what you do is, he said, when it's your day in court for, to go and for that summons, you explain to them. And he said, judges across the country should throw all of them out. Because they're not laws. They should be all thrown they're out. They're not. They're not. They're not laws, which is a very good point. They're not laws. You know. Yeah, they're so, you're not breaking a law. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, you're breaking um, an well, order, but these orders, these orders could be could be unjust. See, that's what people don't understand is that some laws should be challenged. If they're if they're deemed unjust, then they get they get repealed, right? I mean, there's, and these orders. I mean, they, what do they do? Like eat their cappuccino and croissant in the morning and say, you know what? Let me put out another order that's going to screw up millions of people today. You know? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, hey, how about this? It's bad. It's whoever, bad. whoever makes the decisions for millions should be in the same medical plan, same payment plan, okay? Uh, Governor Newsom, you, you don't get your paycheck. You get an unemployment paycheck, the maximum allowed. Mm-hmm. Period. Okay. During this time that everybody else is suffering, suffer among us. Okay. You'll see that the decisions are a lot different if you touch their pocketbook. Their pocketbook. Yeah. By the way, they're all getting haircuts. Yeah. They're all getting haircuts from their private stylists. Okay. But yet people can't go get their nails done. Now you know, non-essential. What about what if what if you're uh, you suffer from depression and having colored hair is something that makes you happy? Isn't that becoming essential? To me, that's an essential. I mean, I don't have any oh, hair, so I don't have to worry about coloring anything. But, but you, you see what I'm just, saying? I mean, what's essential to just, one person may not be essential to the other. So I always think everybody's essential. Every worker, no, every business. No, they right don't have any board. right to say. 
they don't have any right to say that no one is essential. That that is BS. Um, and and I can't believe it's nine o'clock. Right. One hour went by I know, already. I know. And now oh, by the way, we have. You guys always do this to me. Always do this to me. I know. I know. We get you going. (laughs) Joe, you got to take us home. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to uh, the South Bay Show, and thank you, uh, Aurelio Matucci. Thank you for joining us today. Absolute pleasure. God bless you guys. God bless America, and God bless the South Bay. God bless the South Bay. Jackie, I will be seeing you next week because I'm going to be uh, out uh, tomorrow and I'm going to have a wonderful weekend up in uh, Northern California with my my children. Uh, thank you, Jackie. We'll see you next week. Have a great show tomorrow talking about shoes. Ah, thank you. All right. Have a good weekend. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye now. Bye, everybody. Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs>